0: We have been talking about purpose and how to find and fulfill your purpose. We talked about that Sunday, how to find and fulfill your purpose. Will you take me out of these monitors? I'm a little loud in those monitors. So we've been talking about how to find and fulfill your purpose. Amen. Um, so those of you who were here Sunday, you got a chance to to hear hear that teaching, that message. Part of my responsibility is to um, to help each of us, those of us who are still working to try and discover and try to find your purpose. Part of my responsibility is to help us, to help you determine and discover and fulfill that purpose. That's one of the reasons why God uh, had me to launch this ministry, so that we could help people find and to discover their purpose. I pray that as you listen to the teachings, that you you feel like, I, I pray that each of you start to feel the hand of God in your back, amen, kind of push you a little bit closer, a little bit closer to your purpose tonight. I want to talk to you about three stumbling blocks of purpose. Everybody say the word purpose, Purpose. three stumbling blocks of purpose. Amen. So, so, so let's, 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 uh, let's repeat, let's repeat the phrase of affirmation say, I am a person of understanding and the Bible is meant to be understood. Amen. Glory to God. We're we are people of understanding and the Bible is meant to be understood. And so um, three stumbling blocks of purpose. Now, we're going to the teaching is going to come from Nehemiah chapter two. So if you find your Bibles or you have some type of electronic device, go to Nehemiah chapter two. Uh, Our teaching tonight is going to come from Nehemiah chapter two. I have three points. I only have three points I'm going to make with you tonight. Um, there, There are three stumbling blocks, three things that that's oftentimes hinder us from from operating and moving. Moving in our purpose and I think all three of those are actually found in Nehemiah chapter 2. We're going to look at those stumbling blocks and things that that oftentimes impede us from operating and moving in our purpose. Now with that being said, I, I've, I've got to go back and give you the substratum. I've got to give you the foundational text. Everything that I'm going to say is laced with Colossians one sixteen and Ephesians 1 11 Colossians one sixteen from the message Bible says everything absolutely everything above and below Visible and invisible, everything started in him and finds its purpose in him. Amen. Everything finds its purpose in him. So just remember this that in order to discover your purpose, you've gotta get closer to God, amen? You have to get closer to God because everything finds, Jerry, did you get that scripture, um, Colossians 1.16? Everything finds its purpose in him. Everything finds its purpose in God. Ephesians 1.11, Ephesians 1.11, the message Bible says, it is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for that 's Ephesians chapter one, verse number eleven, so keep that in your mind um, there 's a God purpose. every person on this planet, every person who who has uh, who 's living on the earth, God has a purpose for your life. Mark Twain was quoted saying that there 's two important days in a person 's life: the first day is the day that you were born, and the second day is the day that you found out why. Amen, the day that you were born and the day that you find out why you were born. So we, we talked about that. And this, this past Sunday, we used the story of Nehemiah to help us to discover some things about how to find and fulfill your purpose. There were five points that I gave you this past Sunday. Point number one was passion. Many of you were here this last Sunday. Point number one was passion, how God gives you passion. Um, there's a God passion. I'm not talking about something that you can blow off, something that you can give to somebody else. If God gives you a passion, if you can let somebody else do And it don't bother you to let somebody else do it. Then it's not a God passion. I'm talking about there's a burden that God will place on your heart that you it's almost as if it's insatiable. It's something that you feel like you have to do. And it's a kingdom passion It's something that's connected to God's kingdom. Everybody say the word kingdom. Is something that's connected to kingdom number two god 'll make it possible, so the thing that the thing that God has given you a passion for God will start to make it possible God'll start to open up doors um, that the king asked Nehemiah, how can we do this or how how can I help you in other words, I want to help you do the thing that you want to do so when when God gives you a passion he 'll make that passion possible he 'll start to open up doors for the things that that 's in your heart. Many of you have have experienced that there was something that was in your heart There was a burning passion in your heart, something you want to do for God, and then All of a sudden, God just opens up this amazing door for you and somebody comes to you and says, hey, I want to help you. I want to I want to do this with you. I want to sow into your life. I want to I want to sponsor what you what you're doing. And so then God makes it possible. Number three, God makes provision that the king gave Nehemiah everything that he need um, to to be successful in the passion or in his purpose. So God will make provision. He'll give you all the tools, all the substance, whatever you need. God will start making it possible. He'll start making provision. Now, after you get passion, after God makes it possible, after you get provision, now fourth is the the persecutors. You're going to have some people. Whenever you start working for God, you have to know that you're going to have some people that raise up that's going to go against the thing that you're saying that God has called you to do. Don't don't let that. Don't be afraid of that. Um, don't don't call, don't allow that to deter you. Just know that. That, that's, that's a part of the process. That's a part of the process. It's Satan's job to try to stop you from operating in the will of God. That's Satan's job. So you're going to have persecutors and people that raise up that don't understand um, why you're doing the thing you're doing. Now I understand why Nehemiah, the Bible says that Nehemiah did not tell um, everybody what he was doing or what he had in his heart. There were people walking with Nehemiah who he didn't even tell them everything that, that God had purposed in his heart. I, I get it now. I understand because, because some people are dream killers. Some people don't understand what God said to you. Amen. You have been living long enough now to you you should know who the dream killers are in your life or dream killers who are around you. Amen. I told you guys at the beginning of the year that this is the year of incredible faith. This is a year where we're going to have to walk where you're going to have to walk in some incredible faith. You guys are going to have to make some steps this year that you've never had to make before in your life. This is going to be the year of incredible faith. Everybody say incredible faith. So that means you're going to, that, that means you, you, you may be, you may be scared, maybe shake it in your boots, but there's some things that you're going to have to walk in this year. Amen. Now you don't have to tell me in this setting, but many of you are already having to walk in some faith. You're having to walk in some areas where you never thought you'd have to walk in before in your life. And just know that if these things are happening for you, right where God wants you. And then fifthly, um, you're going to have partners. You won't have to walk by yourself in this season. Glory to God. You won't have to walk by yourself that God's going to have people in your life who's going to walk with you. With you, who's going to help you get through the valley? Who's going to help you get through um, the valley of decision? You have some decision that you have to make. That there's some, be, going to be some people that's going to walk with you. Passion, possible provision, persecutors, and partners. God gives partners. Now, uh, uh, if you are you at Nehemiah chapter two? Are you at Nehemiah chapter two? Amen. Amen. Okay. To, now tonight we're going to use the the, the the same story, and I want to show you. Three stumbling blocks. I'm going to show you three stumbling blocks. These stumbling blocks have been prevalent in my life. I've seen them over and over and over in my life, and so I know that this is this is this is true for all of us. Three things that could be stumbling blocks to your purpose. Three three things that 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 cause us oftentimes to stumble on our on our way to purpose. Look at Nehemiah chapter two. Look at um, look at verse number one and two. Um, Look at verse number 1 and 2. Nehemiah chapter 2, look at verse 1 and 2. Um, it says, and it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the twelfth year, that king Artaxerxes, when wine was before him, that he took the wine and gave it to the king. Now, I had never been sad in his presence before. This is Nehemiah talking. I've never been sad in the king's presence before. Therefore, the king said to me, why is your face sad since you are not sick? This is nothing but sorrow of heart. Look at this last part. He said, so I became dreadfully afraid. So I became dreadfully afraid. The first stumbling block to your purpose is anxiety. Everybody say anxiety. That's the first stumbling block. When God places something in your heart to do, you've got to know that there's going to be a fear that rises up in you. There's going to be an anxiety because listen, if God tell, if you feel like God tells you to do something and it don't make you afraid that you need to go back and question if that was really from God or not. Amen. Because when God puts something on your heart to do, when God says something, man, listen, it's going to cause all type of anxiety. When God told Noah to build the ark, don't you tell me, I mean, I it, it, it had never rained before and God tells Noah, "No, I want you to build an ark. How, how, how do you, how do you think Noah felt when God is telling him to do this and Noah's like, man, you want me to build what? That makes, that makes no sense. How do you think Abram felt when God told Abram, I need you to go, I need you to go kill your son. I need you to sacrifice your son. You gotta know that that man, that, that must have, that must have tore his heart out. God told Jeremiah. He said, I want you to go preach to a people that's not going to listen to you. Glory to God. And you've got to know that that had to be some areas of anxiety in his life. Uh, 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 God told who was the dude in the belly of the fish? What was his name? Jonah. Jonah. God told him. God told Jonah. He said, I want you to go talk to some, go witness to some people you don't like. Hallelujah. Go witness to some people you don't like. And, and you've got to know that that caused, that caused some anxiety. Give, give me another person in the Bible, uh, that God told something that you feel like it. Who? Gideon. Gideon. God, Yeah, God told Gideon. He said, Gideon had 32,000 men. God said, listen, you, you've got too many men. You know, God told Gideon, he took this dude from, I can't even, 32,000 soldiers, 32,000, and he took him all the way down to how many? 300 he took this man all the way down through and he says i want you to go to fight another army that's almost 10 times your size but i want you to use 300 men you gotta know you gotta know that gideon was probably shaking in his boots what about mary god tells mary you are gonna have a baby and you have and you've never been with a man how would you feel if the spirit of god i'm talking about the ladies fellas y'all yeah y'all get to pass on this but, but, but think, but, but think about that. Think about, think about how that, how the, how anxious and, and the fear that will rise up in you. So listen, but, but watch this. Here is what has happened over and over and over in my life. Whenever God tells me to do something, it's all, it's almost automatic that anxiety kicks in right after God says it. Anxiety kicks in because now, now I've got to, now I start, and, and what happens if you're not careful, you'll start to reason with yourself. You start to reason with yourself, and many of you talk yourself out of the thing that God's trying to talk you into. Glory to God! And, and what you do instead of praying about the thing that you believe you heard God say, you'll go and you start talking to somebody else, and then and, and you talk to somebody else, and that person, if they say one thing negative, then it causes you to go back and question everything that you thought you heard. Glory to God. So anxiety. So, so when Nehemiah goes to the king, Nehemiah is right there. Now check this out. Check this out. Nehemiah's in front of the king. The king sees Nehemiah. The king says, to Nehemiah, hey, what's wrong with you? I, I, I can tell something's wrong with you. Now Nehemiah had a choice. Nehemiah could have faked it. Nehemiah could have said, oh, king, you know, it's, it's all good. You know, I'm straight king. You know, I'm just, just have my mind on some things. I got some other things going on. It's all good. But watch this. But, but Nehemiah, Nehemiah overcame his fear. Nehemiah overcame his fear see the only way you can overcome fear is you have to face your fear You have to face it You have to stare fear in the face and you have to do the thing that fear is trying to keep you from doing You know, I, I was in the army and uh, I, I, I thought I, I thought I, I thought that, that I didn't have a fear of heights Because I used to climb trees all the time I, I thought I didn't have a fear of heights until I got up in a helicopter that, that was a that was a totally different, totally different height. When I had to rappel down a 25-story building, that was a totally different height. You know, when they put you up there and they give you a rope and some gloves, and they tell you, we want you to, you have to jump off the side of this building with this rope, and you have to climb down with no net. So I'm looking now like you want me to do what? Totally different totally different fear but watch this the only way you can overcome the fear is you have to face those fears many of you many of you you're being presented right now with some fear you have a fearful situation right now god has presented something to you in front of you and it makes you a little fearful and now now watch this you know you heard god you just trying to wait on somebody to talk you out of it y'all might as well say amen I'm gonna come down your road in a minute, don't worry. When, when, when God, when God told me to, uh, to, 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 go and to get the name for church on purpose, man, look, I can't tell you, man, I was so much anxiety and I was, I was nervous and man, I'm, listen, I, I was thinking to myself, I said, man, you know, when I go to the courthouse, it's gonna be, I'm gonna walk into somebody who's gonna know me. Somebody's gonna know me and somebody's gonna see me going down there and somebody, and I was trying my best to talk myself out of it, but you know what? Watch this, watch this. I'm talking myself out of it, but I'm still walking. I'm talking but I'm still walking. Glory to God. I, I wish I had some young folks that, that didn't understand about, 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 about walking like you're talking. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I kept, see, that's what you have to do. You, you gotta keep moving. You, you've gotta, you've gotta keep going toward the thing, even if you don't understand, because there are gonna be things that God placed in your heart that you're not gonna understand. Listen, listen, listen. There are gonna be things that God tell you to do that you're not gonna be able to articulate. There are gonna be things that God tell you to do that, that you're not gonna be able to even explain what, what, what this is all about. You just have to obey what you know you heard God said. Nehemiah was in a place, he could have bagged out, he could have said, You know what, King? I'm good. You know, I'm just—I just got a headache. He could have played it off, but you know what he said? He went—he went right to it. He uh, said—he said to the king—he said, "King, live forever." He said, "Why should I? Why why should I be? Why should not be sad?" In so many words, he says, "When the city, the place of my father, lies in waste, and the gates have been burned by fire." So you know what he did? He went right for it, and he took—he took that leap of faith, and he told the king what was really bothering. He told the king his burden. He shared his burden with the person. That can help him uh, reach or fulfill his purpose. Many times we are sharing our burden with the wrong people. You're sharing your burden with people that, that, that can't help you fulfill it. And so we have to learn to overcome that anxiety. It is when that fear sets in. Where's where's your anxiety? Where's your fear? What is God pushing you toward? What anxiety and fear do you have to overcome? I'll never forget when God was pushing me to do public speaking. Y'all heard, many of you heard my testimony. I was deathly afraid of speaking in front of people. So God allowed my jobs, the the, the work that I had, my occupations. He allowed my jobs to put me right in the area where I'd have to be doing the thing that that God, had, uh, the purpose that God was pushing me to. I started out. I was I was a salesperson. I I was a salesman and so I would go into stores and I was talking to people one-on-one and that was cool I'm like okay this is cool I can talk to people one-on-one yes ma'am yes sir how are you doing I have these products and so it, 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 it worked great I was talking to, to one-on-one talking to people one-on-one and then God took me out of that set session he took me out of that setting put me in another job where now I'm going into juvenile detention centers now I'm talking to a group a small group of kids so I'm like okay these are kids I can sit down i can talk to five or six kids at a time this is all good it's no problem and then watch this so after i got used to talking to one person then i got talking to i used to talking to a small group then god put me in a classroom so now i'm talking to 30 40 50 kids at a time and i'll never forget the first day i went back into a into a middle school never forget it We walked in, I had to do a presentation, and oh man, I'm telling you, it was out, my heart was racing, there was so much fear. I walked in there, and the bell rang, the bell rang, and all of these little aliens started coming out the classroom, and oh my God. My heart started racing. I started, this is a true story. I started sweating. And, you know, I, I started hyperventilating. All these kids are coming out in the hallway. And these kids are looking up to me. And they're saying, what your name is? I was like, oh, Lord. All these kids, man. And my heart, my heart was racing. And, and I, I finally made my way to the classroom. And I got in the classroom. And I sat in the corner. And I had to catch my breath. Because I was so fearful. I was so fearful. I started to that day. I started to tell my supervisor, I can't do this. This is too much for me. But as I sat there, I could feel the hand of God in my back saying, you got to do it. You got to do this. And so when I got up, I present, I don't know how well I did. I, I really just tried to erase that day out of my brain. Uh, but I don't know how well I did, but I did it. I overcame that fear. And then I, I, I kept going back, kept going back, kept teaching, kept teaching. And then, then God would, God put me, uh, God, then God put me in a, in an auditorium to speak to an entire campus of kids. Now they ring the bell, put all the kids in the auditorium and give me a microphone. But it started with me talking to one person. It started with me overcoming that fear and overcoming it every time, every time, just facing it, just going forward. So the question for you, what fear are you being faced with now that God is challenging you to overcome? Because for many of you, your purpose is hiding behind your biggest fear. Let me say that again. For many of you, your purpose is hiding behind your biggest fear. Many people never discover what their purpose is because they are afraid to step out of the box. You're afraid to make the next step. Some of you, God has a business venture in your heart, but you're afraid to go talk to the bank. You're afraid. You 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 you're fearful to step out in faith, and so we never we never fulfill our purpose because we we don't we never step beyond our fears. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, sound mind. Nehemiah had to get over his anxiety and he did he gets over his anxiety praise the Lord So he addresses the king he says to the king Um the things that that he needed to say he overcame his fear So many of you guys are going to have to overcome your fear look at nehemiah chapter 2 verse 6 Look at nehemiah chapter 2 verse 6 after he talks to the king look at verse number 2 verse number 6 It says then the king said to me The queen also sitting beside him. How long will your journey be and when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me and I set him a time. Everybody say set him a time. Not only do you have to deal with anxiety, but number two, you have to overcome allotted time. Allotted time. Many people never accomplish their purpose because they don't, that they're not good stewards of time. You've got to be a good steward of time. Here is the beautiful part. Here's the beautiful part that that I like about Nehemiah. Nehemiah had thought this thing through. He had thought it through. Nehemiah had a start date and he had an end date. He had a start time and he had an end time. Nehemiah understood that if I'm going to do this, I need to get this on the calendar. I need to write this down. I need to give me a date to start and I need to give me a date that this is going to be finished by. Glory to God. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Many of, many people never accomplish their purpose because you never hold yourself to anything. You never tie yourself to anything. You, you know, you, 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 know, you never, you never take the thing that you want to do and write that thing down. So now you have a start date and an end date. If, if you don't have a start date and end date, it's just a dream. It hasn't become a vision yet. It has become a part of your vision. You've got to write it down. I, I need to know that by this date, I'm going to start this. By this date, I'm going to start by this date. I'm going to end. Look, look at, look at, look at what, look at what he says. He says, he said, so it pleased the king and I set him a time. He said, and when he said, how long will your journey be and when will you return? In other words, how long is it going to take you to accomplish this thing you're calling your purpose? How long is it going to take you to get there? How long is it going to take? What timetable have you set for yourself? Many people don't accomplish their purpose because they don't set a timetable for themselves. If if you say, well, well, you know what? I want to go back to school and and I want to get this degree. Okay, well, then what's your timetable? What's your timetable? Have you written it down yet? Have you written the vision so that you can make it plain? How long is it going to take? How long is it going to take? You know, we're moving into a new building soon. And so my my goal, we have have a three-year goal and a five-year goal. So we've already kind of started setting these goals for ourselves to be in the building three years. And then in five years, or by the fifth year, we're going to be at another place. And we're going to be doing some other things. And so I understand that in order for this to be a reality, that we've got to set some very clear goals. And we've got to have some start dates. And we've got to have some end dates. Many of you, you, you are... You are one calendar away from operating in your purpose. You're one calendar. You're, you're, one, you're, one, you're one meeting with yourself and sitting down with a calendar to say, I need to get this done by this day. You'll be, you'll be amazed that people who actually write things down are 60% more likely to, to, um, to do the thing that they've written. Many of you, you have it up here. You just haven't gotten out of your head and written it down yet. So you have to deal with the allotted time. In other words, in other words, you have to stop procrastinating. Everybody say procrastinating. That's, a, that's an ugly word in the church, ain't it? Amen. We have to stop procrastinating. Now, listen, don't raise your hand, but raise your eyebrow if you procrastinate. Okay, I'll y'all. Amen. Somebody threw their head back in there. Amen. Glory to God. So we have to get over that spirit of procrastination just keep putting it off and keep putting it off and keep putting it off and you know you got to do it but you, you you keep putting it off and you keep putting it off and, and what happens when you put things off like that what happens never do it what else happened you forget about it what else happened it never get done you get further behind always there's always next year that's that's why people shout so much when the new year's coming up. Because they procrastinated all year, so they feel like they got a new year to do what they, they didn't do the, the previous year. But we have to overcome the spirit of procrastination. One of the ways you do that is write things now. Be realistic. Be realistic about your timetable. I, I like Nehemiah because Nehemiah had a very realistic timetable. Nehemiah said, "We're gonna, I'm going to leave this day. We're going to start this day, and I should be back by this day. He had these dates set. So Nehemiah was thinking about this. He was very proactive. So you have to deal with the time. You have to stop procrastinating, overcome procrastinating, set some very real dates for yourself. Whatever, whatever it is you want to accomplish for God, set you some dates. Get your calendar out, set some very clear dates. Write it down, and then have somebody to hold you accountable to those dates. Have somebody in your life who can say, look, you wrote, you said you're gonna start this date, have you started yet? You need to have that person in your life, especially if you're not if you're not self-motivated. Oftentimes, um, you kind of uh, uh, you 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 make me be the type of person that kind of need that needs that that little push periodically. You may need it, and we all do from time to time. But he went to the king, and he dealt he deals with time. I think I thank God for that. So overcome that anxiety, and then overcome the allotted time. Have that allotted time. Nehemiah said, "I set for him." A time. I said, I said for him a time. Look down at verse number seven. Let's look at the third point. And this is my final point. The third point, verse number seven says, furthermore, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to me for the governors of the region beyond the rivers that they must permit me to pass through the Till I come to Judah. Now you got to deal with your anxiety. You got to deal with your of time. And number three, you have to be able to anticipate. Everybody say anticipate. You got to be. If you're going to overcome, if you're going to operate in your purpose, number three, you have to be able to anticipate. The, the word anticipate means to to realize beforehand. You've got to have some foresight. You've got to be able to look, and gotta, you got to uh, you you got to you you have to to be able to see it before you see it. You have to be able to see the trouble or, 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 or the, the potential stumbling blocks that might be ahead of you. You gotta be able to see forward. Everybody say see forward. Many people never fulfill their purpose because once they start, they hit the first stumbling block or they hit the first, first problem and then they digress. They pull back <clears throat> and they never move forward to accomplish their vision because, because they didn't anticipate the bad things that could possibly happen. Nehemiah is looking forward. Nehemiah says, I want to go build this. I want to go rebuild the wall. But Nehemiah said, hmm, in order for me to rebuild the wall, I've got to go through some other cities. There's some places I've got to go through. And what I need is I need to be able to pass through these cities without the kings or the leaders of those cities holding me back. So what did he ask the king for? What did he ask the king for? Letters Letters, plural. Why did he ask for letters plural? More than one stumbling block. He asked the king for letters. He says, king, I don't need just one letter. I, for, so so Nehemiah has thought about everybody that he would possibly come in contact with. And he says, king, I need, I need a letter for everyone that I may come in contact with so that I can have, uh, so I can get to this area called purpose. So we have to anticipate. So here's my question for you. As it pertains to your vision, as it pertains to what God wants to do in your life, have you anticipated what could possibly happen? Have you anticipated what could possibly go wrong on your way to your vision? Have you anticipated it? Now, for those of you who have pieces of paper, I want you to write down, I want you to jot down what you feel like the vision that God has given to you. If if you know it, I want you to jot it down. What's the vision? I want you to write it down. If if you, if you know it, if God's placed something on your heart, if you know that God is saying to you, this is kind of your purpose. This is, this is where, this is where I know that God is taking me. And I need somebody to be bold enough to tell us what, what the purpose is. Just jot it down. If you know what that is. Glory to God. So you have to anticipate what can happen. When, as, as we're anticipating going into the new building, we're anticipating the cost. We're thinking about it. We're, we're counting the cost. We're sitting down and, and we're measuring this thing out. What is it going to take? What is it going to cost? And, uh, you know, to, to a great degree, we, we kind of know what it's going to cost to make this transition. And I told you guys a little bit about that Sunday, about what it's going to take for us to make that transition. And so we're thinking about it. We're thinking about the things that, that we have to purchase, things that we have to buy and all the things that, that we have to get. We're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. We sit down and planning it. We're actually counting the cost. We're writing these things down because we, we're anticipating any stumbling blocks that might come up. We're anticipating that. So that when it happens, it doesn't stop us. Amen. So that when it happens, it, it, didn't, it didn't catch us unaware. It didn't catch us off guard. Because many, many, many of you, your plans are derailed for the lack of planning. Let me say that again. Your plans are derailed for the lack of planning. You didn't anticipate the things that, that could possibly go wrong. You didn't anticipate it. And that's what God is saying, that when he said, when you acknowledge me in all of your ways, I'll direct your path. Who in-